Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back. This is episode 86 of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that sometimes just isn't discussed because it can be kind of heavy. We're actually going to discuss grief and dealing with grief and what dealing with grief means. This is a tough episode, but we realize that sometimes we have to have those tough conversations to really be there for one another and to heal. So whether it's loss of life or just grief in general, if you've lost your job during this pandemic or a relationship or just life as you knew it because of the shutdown and everything that has changed. We're going to talk about how we've dealt with grief in the last year or in life in general, how we're coping and how we're there for each other. And just our overall thoughts about the process, especially right now, because there's so many people losing their lives to COVID. So I know it's a tough conversation. And I know Vettel, you in particular are being touched by this experience today of all days. So thank you for your openness and your willingness to be here wide open and vulnerable and just tell us if you want to move forward and not get more into it or if you need a break or a breather and we'll respect that in a weird heavy way it's weird to ask how are we feeling today feeling (laughs) wow feeling that's for sure um i'm hella emotional um I didn't think I was going to cry this much right now. I've been like keeping it together. Um, yeah. Um, today I went to, to my cousin's funeral. It's my little, my little prima. And it's like trippy because, you know, like you imagine when you go to a funeral, you're always like, ah, enterrar a los viejos, you know, or, uh, someone got sick or something like that with her. It wasn't COVID related. Um, she was at a gathering. We don't know much information about it, but what we do know is that at the end she got shot and she went to the hospital and she fought for her life for a few days. So it was on New Year's Eve, like right after ringing in the new year. And she fought for her life till January 6th. And with COVID and the whole situation, no one could be in the room with her. No one could be there with her. So she was in ICU the whole time and no one could be by her side. So just the thought of that for me, like thinking about her mother, my Nina, her siblings, my Nino, her dad is, uh, lives in Mexico, him not being able to be here with her and not have, you know, not be able to be with your family during these times. I thought I understood it. And I'm like, it could be easy. It's easy, you know, and just facing it today and being there and I couldn't find the words to talk to my cousins. I couldn't find the words to talk to my godmother and to just our family and and what to say, you know, I had been giving them my condolences through text message, kind of communicating that way. And then I didn't want to overwhelm them either because I knew that they had been in touch with either my brother or my sister or my dad, and they had been communicating. And I was just being respectful of their time as well in that case. Cause I'm like, why am I, you know, not that why am I going to call? It's like, I don't want to add to this feeling for them of, of whatever it is they're feeling, you know? So I knew for me, I'm like, I just want them to know that I'm there for them. If they, you know, not if they need me, but like that, that they're not alone and that I'm also feeling with them. And today when I saw them, I could not find the words to just give them my, you know, that me pesar. And I thought I was going to be able to keep my cool, like, okay, we're good. And I just could not, I could not hold it. Um, you know, I was trying to keep my distance as much as I could. And it was, it was hard. It was hard not to, you know, give the hugs, give the love and the hold on and, and kind of like those, those long hugs where you just like, you know, you want people to feel 
the, that you're there. Um, but it was a hard one. I mean, she was my young cousin. She was young. She left the son behind, you know, it's 12 years old. And that makes that even harder, you know, being a mother, having to leave your child behind and a child with, you know, not having a mom to, to turn to, you know, now that I'm a mom, I'm like, fuck, your kids news for everything, you know? <laughs> and it's just, it, it's just one of those things. I'm like, you start thinking like, fuck, I hope I, I hope I, my cousin knew that I loved her. I hope my cousin knew she was loved in general. I hope her son knows that he was loved and all of this. And, um, I think what made it also really hard. is like, I had been thinking about her so much that I dreamt her last night. I, I texted girls on, on my way earlier that I dreamt of her last night. It seems so real. And I, she was kind of like being herself where it's like, I'm right here, you guys. I didn't go anywhere in the sense of my, in, in su memoria, yo voy a estar aquí. So it, it kind of made it for me, like she gave me a little visit to kind of be like, yo girl, I'm here. And it, and she wasn't like, be strong, be anything. She was just like, I'm here. Like, it's chill. Don't trip. Y así era ella también, like, era atrevancada, you know, era, she was one in, one in a million, one of a kind, you know, no one I know has her voice. No one I know talks the way she does. No one like I know expresses themselves like her. And she was cool as shit. She was cool. Um, but the grief part, you know, the, the feeling, um, everyone tries to keep their cool, you know, and I, I felt I noticed it more with like our older family, you know, like my parents, uh, my mom, uh, you know, las tías, los tíos, when I, when I saw them, they, it was kind of like something out of their, their comfort zone. Like, no, es no lo, a lo que estamos acostumbrados. And, uh, I know that last night when, or two nights ago, cause I, uh, it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday after our workshop, I went to pick up the kids and my sister was telling me, you know, we had just heard that they were going to be doing the funeral today. And my dad, I guess, had called one of my other tías and, and was like, hey, can you give me a ride to the funeral? Because I don't think my daughters want me to go. But because we're being safe, right? We're being safe. We haven't been, we didn't, you know, when we have death in the family, as in the Mexican culture and the Latino culture, we gather, right? Nos reunimos todos and you're all there and you're feeling together and you're there for each other. And these are times that although they're sad, there's times where you're just like, remember this? And you start sharing and just reminiscing on the good times. And there's laughter, y chilladera, hay de todo, you know, hay borrachera, hay le entras. And it's a moment where you kind of realize like, in I, I, there's life in death, right? And it felt like it was a totally unusual funeral because what I noticed is that los viejitos estaban como que, should I do this? Should I not? Should I get close? Should I not get close? And they looked very uneasy. And my dad decía, like on Saturday, nos dijo, es que siento algo pesado aquí. Siento algo pesado que, que I can't be there for them, you know, because this is yeah. my dad's, um, their old, my old, the older brother. The older brother isn't, the, isn't here in the States. So my dad is the next in line. You could say el, el hermano mayor presente aquí. And he felt like he was just not doing his part as a brother in being there and showing his support for my cousins, you know, being there, all that. So it was really hard seeing that on him. And then um, my mom being very anxious and just like thinking, you know, like, empiezan a pensar, ¿qué van a decir? ¿Qué van a decir? Porque we haven't gone over to see them. We haven't gone over to give them our, 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 our el pesar, you know, el pesame, nada. And I'm like, mom, it's just times are different right now. We have to understand that. I know we were just Saturday. We were talking about the whole first generation experience, right? And 
and uh, we are brought into this um, bicultural experience of being American and being, you know, Mexican and or you know, children of immigrants and and the los costumbres que tenemos growing up, and then we're faced with these other costumbres, and it seemed like the behavior today was very American, but it was just how. Yeah. It's just what was needed to, because of the, the situation, pandemic. the mm -hmm. pandemic. And it was so odd. And it's like, you don't know, you know, you think that you should be doing more, but there's only so much you can do right now. So it's been rough. Um, and I think that's also made it harder, you know, on, on my, on my cousins to like do their, have grieve. Um, because even then they were like, you know, they couldn't see their sister. They couldn't be there. And they, you have that limited thing, you know, where you just can't, hold someone's hand you can't tell them hey you're gonna make it so i can't even imagine her dying by herself you know like her last moments and not having anyone there her son not being able to say bye to his mom her mom not being able to say bye to her daughter siblings all of that i'm just like fuck this must really suck for everybody going through this and i'm so sorry for anyone that has had the loss of a loved one because now I'm like, shit, this is what it's like. It's a terrible feeling not being able to be there. Obviously, it's sad. It's, it's you know, you don't plan on who you're going to lose. You don't, you, you think, you know, I remember thinking starting the new year, I'm like, I need to hit up my cousin. I haven't seen her in forever. She needs to come meet my three kids. I know it's COVID. She could, we could do a drive-by, whatever, you know? And all I have to say is don't leave it for tomorrow, you guys. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Reach out to the people you love. Your yeah. primos, your primas, your sisters, your siblings, whomever, your mom, your dad, if you don't talk to them often, even your friends, like don't wait for tomorrow because we don't have tomorrow guaranteed. Yeah. So many people are going through it. You're absolutely right. Whether it's COVID or not, if you're losing someone this year on top of everything we have to experience. So your willingness to share means so much. And I know it's going to help others heal. And there's so much truth in what you were sharing. Yeah, I was going to share too what's been going on on my end for the last three weeks or so. Me, me, lo que dijo Vero de que no, no, don't wait, right? Don't wait till, you know, it's too late porque mañana no, you know, no está prometido. Um, so this past year with the pandemic, you know, I have been trying to visit my grandma for Mother's Day and then for her birthday and then for Christmas. So those special occasions, just because, you know, again, my grandmother's 93 years old. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a grandmother who's still alive at my age. And, you know, just having her. So, of course, we were getting tested and keeping our distance. I think for the first time we saw her for Mother's Day last year was we were outside. But the beginning of the year, she wasn't doing too great. And she was hospitalized, you know, because of her age, being in the hospital and just the medication made her very, very weak. And so the doctors were, you know, saying that they didn't, you know, they didn't know how much longer she had because of her age. So, of course, like, you know, everyone's hopeful and just, just, you know, they were excited that they were, she was going to be released from the hospital. But again, it was like under hospice care and they didn't know. So I was told this information by one of my aunts who said, like, you know, it's up to you if you want to tell your dad. So to relay that information to my dad was so hard. And I think I shared with you girls that weekend too, how that weekend was bittersweet because it was my daughter's birthday party and it was, you know, fun. But then at the end of the day, I had to relay this information to my dad. And so I had to, 
like mentally prepare and shed a tear by myself and then go have this conversation with my dad. And my dad, también como que no, no sabe como, like no lo suelta. And um, I saw him getting like nervous and like breathing. And I was like telling him, papi, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Massaging him like, si tienes que llorar, it's okay to cry. But I know he didn't. Um, I think what's helped them to kind of, calm his nerves is that he is going on walks and he's since that day he's been visiting my grandma every day i the whole last month of january i've i think i've gone like three or four times to visit and just to see her and i'm being careful and whatnot but at the same time it's like uno nunca sabe and i'm savoring and cherishing these moments with her Porque está, está acuerda mi abuela, and se acuerda de todo, tiene una memoria, and just, and I'm, you know, I remember the night that I had that conversation with my dad about my grandmother, and I just could not go to sleep, and finally that night when, when, you know, we put everything away, and, you know, my parents left, went out, like, ya me acosté, and como que ya se me, me solté todo, y me solté llorando, and after that, I just I couldn't go to sleep, and I was just you know pensando in all these beautiful memories I have of my grandmother. So what I did was I got up and I puse a escribir in my journal, you know, taking note of everything que me estaba acordando de mi niñez, you know, de de ya de adulta las experiencias que tengo con ella, and eso me ayudó bastante, you know, writing that down and just reliving those moments. And the last couple times that I visited her bringing those memories up and then um i went was it? i think friday we were i was there with her and i was chatting with her and then tenía su mano hinchada and um i asked her i was like ¿Te, te la puedo sobar? and me dice sí and i'm like okay you should I'm like you tell me if i can't you know if i can't give you if if it's too much for her or if it's too much for you you're pressured so i said okay i'm gonna hold it for you she's like pero como vas a estar allí you know you on your knees and like holding my my elbow up and i said que tiene like te estoy ayudando and so i was like massaging y si, hasta eso que si le ayudó like the swelling went down um but it was just like i don't know i felt so lucky to be there with her and be able to help her aunque sea poquito and you know talking um uh, i remember I asked her, I don't know, porque me, you know, I want to learn things that I, I never knew from her before, but I was asking her, oye, mamá Petra, I'm like, hey, um, so what, how old were you when you got married? And she said, 19, tú crees bien volada, and I was like, bien volada. So I think, I think that when things like this happen, like when you know, perhaps, you know, the end might be coming, just, I think, we need to think about it, and I, I, I learned this from one of my cousins, is that we need to think about it as as a transition. Una transición. I know it's different when, like, you know, some death is not unexpected, but when you know perhaps it's coming, like, if you think of it as a transition and, like, that person and soul will always be with you no matter what, aunque no estén aquí físicamente. Talking about it and even writing about it helps us deal with the grief and what's to come and process it better again in in our latino communities um nosotros somos mexicanas pero it's not we, we're not you know we, we don't we don't see it that way necessarily and como dices tú pero yeah we're so used to just gathering y que después del funeral vámonos a you know a, a una comidita a estar todos juntos a brindar 
Um, so I can only imagine how hard it must be right now that that's not possible because of the pandemic. So just so many layers, but I really appreciate the two perspectives, the perspective of sudden loss, but I was experiencing this sudden loss. And on top of that, it's a youthful person leaving behind a, a child in the time of COVID where you can't say goodbye and how much that falls on you and it's heavy. And then Ceci's experiencing the loss of someone who's, who's lived a full life, who no less it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the same, but you have this opportunity to reflect, to journal, to be with them, to see them, to do those things with your grandma now and ask those questions that you're asking and express those moments of like massaging her. I mean, it's beautiful that you have that. And in a way, Vero may not have that with her cousin, but the journaling is key and the reflecting is key. And maybe finding a way, Vero, even if you couldn't do it at the funeral, maybe there's a way where you and your young cousins can get together to just remember her, think about funny stories, try to lighten the mood in a positive and things you can do for her son to remember her and keep her spirit and her energy because she's transitioning just as much as that older person is transitioning, right? Or those of us that are listening and are more coming from a place where I'm at, where I don't have either of those stories, well, I hope that I'm learning from that. And I hope that everybody's learning from that. Like, just because you're not experiencing profound grief right now, that is touching your life, as a nation, we're experiencing grief. Like, as a nation, we need to heal. There's a lot of death all over. And it can be death of relationships, of jobs. This economy has tanked people's lifelong businesses, and those things need to be grieved. You know, the life that you set out for yourself, if you're losing your home right now, if you're losing your job, if you're losing a partner because of the stress of COVID, all grief comes in different forms and loss of life, of course, is the most tragic, but there's a lesson and a time for reflection and an impact. And so we want to encourage everybody to think about that impact and don't go deeper into it. So my tip of the day would be that that sadness, that feeling, this is the time when you need to reach out. And with Veto, I love that she could tell us how she was feeling, how we could say we could be here for you, Veto, how the advice is get together with your cousins, talk with your siblings, be there for your parents who are anxious, like be honest about grief. These are one of those conversations that maybe enough folks aren't having. And that's why we wanted to have it. Like Ceci has been expressing since the very beginning with her grandmother, the feelings that come up and the sadness that comes up and the journaling, the dreams, and you need that community. So my tip is if you're in any kind of grief, whether it's life or things that you're having to mourn right now, because COVID has either taken away or the last year has taken away, don't go deeper into that darkness. Instead, find a light with a community, with journaling, with the people in your life to share how you're feeling. You're not going to be a burden. You are not going to be a burden if you're sad. I think our culture is, like Vettel said, sometimes too American, too stiff, too many boundaries. We're not raw and real enough. We're not crying enough. So I actually love when we cry on the podcast. I think that gives permission to other women to cry and to be sad. And nobody's loss is any less important. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm grieving my pet and I feel bad for that. No, you're grieving the loss of life that is just as valuable to you. And you don't have to compare yourself to someone losing a grandmother or someone losing a, a peer and a cousin. Every bit of grief is valid and it matters. And don't get deeper lost in that and express, express, express. I'm really glad about this administration because one of the first things that Biden and Kamala did was acknowledge all the lives lost to COVID. They had that awesome ceremony. I don't know if you guys saw that, where they lit all of these candles for 400,000 people that have died in this year because of COVID. I cannot imagine the previous administration giving a fuck. It just ignored it. It, it was passive. It was aggressive. It was 
because like it's gonna people, go away like yeah no. like, it's, like, magically everybody it's who go died, away. everybody who died to not have stopped for a moment to be silent to commiserate to commemorate life to just have emotions flow i just remember feeling so proud to be american that we stopped and acknowledged all the lives lost and family members who had actually lost people to COVID were in their homes lighting candles. I just thought that was so powerful. Like we stopped yeah. as a country. And if you lost someone to COVID, you lit candles and everybody in your life lit candles. And I just found it to be so beautiful. So we need to rise up in these moments and make the moments of reflection and of togetherness and of community and no esa sola, like we love to say. I had never realized how big that cemetery that's in Whittier, Rose Hills. I didn't realize how big that cemetery was until today that we drove all the way through. There's like new land upon new land upon new land. They're clearing for these funerals. Part of my family is the Sinaloa. So there's my dad's side of the family, the Sinaloa family. And my cousin, of course, super parrandera, the ambiente y todo. They had banda for her. And of course, here we go getting kicked out because of banda. They're like, oh, if you guys would have had mariachi, that's totally okay. But uh, banda, banda's a little too loud. And like, do you know who we're burying today? You know who's, I know. who's going? That sucks. Like, if anyone knew my cousin, like if, you know, I, you know, she, it's Ceci, I don't, you said you don't probably, you don't remember meeting her, Irene. This was a long time ago. She went and, you know, happened to stumble about our birthday party, like I mentioned last time. Pero le encantaba. She was like, why? Andale, que, que agarrarnos de fiesta. It wasn't a surprise for her to have Banda at her funeral. You know, it wasn't surprising that, you know, the people around us were like, ah, oh, that's loud. You know, they had to send the superintendent of the, of the, of the cemetery to be like, um, can you guys turn it down? And we were trying to find a way of like, should we just send the tuba home? Should the tuba go home or, or should we just keep her? <laughs> should we just keep, you know, she the would be so proud. She was watching it from above and partying. Yeah. So proud. Yeah. But it's just so trippy, like, you know, um, in the sense of like you, you, you want to be sad. And then when you're there, like, yes, you're trying to tell the stories. And there was some moments of sharing. And, you know, a few of the stories were like, damn, you know, that she was única, like nobody else. And I think that's it kind of reminds me like and what we tell, you know, people when you live your authentic self live who you are when you, you know, when we, when we die and we, we say goodbye and if we don't get a chance to go, how are you going to be remembered? I know that we're different people to different people, you know, because everyone perceives us differently, but there's a gist of who you are. There's a gist of who Vero is. There's a gist to Irene. There's a gist to Ceci. They're, that's who they are. And I think the beauty of her life was that she was always who she was. Malablada, you know, you know, like este malablada, you know, todo, 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 like the ambiente. And it was just, that's Jessica. There's nobody like Jessica, you know? So be, be the Jessica of your life, be who you are. And I think that is the most important thing because you want to be rem remembered for who you really are, your authentic, true self. And at the end of the day, like when the stories converge with all your friends and all your loved ones, like at the end, yeah, that's who she was. That's who that person was. That's who, you know. Uh, my dad or my mom or my sibling or my cousin, who, that's who they were. And I, it, it's it's beautiful to be remembered for the person that you really were and to be like, um, pobre nunca vivió su vida o pobre nunca hizo esto. You know, I think it, it just really brings it back to that, being who you are and just embracing who you are, embracing yourself. I had my birthday last week. My husband surprised me with a video that you girls so graciously were a part of, which was such a sweet surprise. And I was crying my eyes out. 
And it was 20 minutes of different people in my life that took the time to send a video in. And the kids were in it and colleagues and a lot of friends and family. And it was such a sweet surprise. And I just felt so touching because what it really sounded like was a eulogy in a lot of ways. When people die, they read a eulogy and people tell you about your favorite memories with them and your moments with them and the things you did because Diego asked people to share their family memory. My favorite memories tend to be shared like at funerals. And it really made me feel so grateful to be alive. Until they're gone, we're talking it's about true. them. They're not yeah, there. It's and true. I'm like, oh my God, half of this stuff is the kind of stuff that would be said at my funeral. And I'm hella proud. So my friends, the memories we had, it's like, right, we did this and we did this traveling and you really wanted to go and your energy and your enthusiasm and you traveled here and you traveled there. And I'm like, okay, like Vettel said, you know who people are. It's like, man, most of my memories are traveling with people because just like I had her special thing. Like my special thing is like, where are we going to go? You want to go? Let's go. Let's book it. You know, like everybody has their thing and that's what they're remembered for. And then people from work that came up, it was so sweet to hear them talk about me in work and that energy. But what came about was that I'm very caring in my work world. And you don't hear that a lot. You're like the boss and you're kind of got your head down and you're doing what you got to do. But to hear that people see me as caring and loving and there for them. And I'm like, wow, good. Like, I, do I even know that? Right. So we need more of that. It's like tribute.com do tributes for people, whether they're having a milestone birthday, whether they're having a tough year and you just think they need it. People need to hear in life what you're going to say when you eulogize them in death. If you feel right now, like, well, I'm not totally being myself. And when people share, I don't see myself reflected in what they share. That's on you. That's on you. If you don't feel seen or heard or who you are, lean into who you are, your authentic self. And maybe like Vito said, you're trying to fit this mold and it's just not you. And at the end of the day, what do you remember for? If not your true self. So mm -hmm. that was a really good moment. And I recommend it to others. It was tribute.com, like I said. And it just gives you a really great perspective of telling people what you love about them now, what you feel about them, what their gifts are, not only in death, because that's actually really sad. Unless they're like in their 90s, it's not allowed. Let's tell each other that in life. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell each other that in life. You think I see, right now you brought it up the, that it sounds like a eulogy. Um, Otto and I have been talking about this. Otto's my husband for new listeners. About people having fake funerals? Impactful. You, yeah, like it, it's like, okay, who would come out, you know, and and who what what will people share about you? It's very similar to that, but oh. we were talking about, hey, what I he's like, I would I would actually like that. And I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, you're crazy, <laughs> you know? Um, but it kind of it, it's like like you said, Irene, it kind of brings it to be like, okay, this is who would show up, this is who would say something. What would they say? And is that really me? And sometimes it's hard to believe when you hear other people talk about you. I think we talked covered this a little bit on, on our workshop as well, like modesty. Am I really that person? You're like, oh, you know, they say, oh, you're such and such so amazing. And let's say you're that person hearing that. Do you believe that? Do you believe you're amazing? Do you believe you're awesome or, you know, or that person's, you know, that person's an asshole, but we all know they're an asshole. And like, oh, do you know you're an asshole? <laughs> it's like things like that. It's just, it seems like it, the, the tribute thing is like an easier thing to do than having to go through the whole fake funeral. But the whole fact of a eulogy, the, the thing behind it, it's like some people probably go their entire lives without hearing what other people think about them or their family or, or their best memory with them. It's like, you think you're going to get that moment to share it and you don't. So it's a great opportunity to do that. I think it really, really is. And I think you forget the gems about you. I might some a niece shared, you know, you taught me how to ride a bike and it all came flooding back to me. And I'm like, I love my nieces, you know, and just little great things like that. And you hear their stories and you're like, wow, that's your favorite memory. That happened 30 years ago. And it's so impactful and it matters to someone. And it comes back to you in your life. And 
my sister's favorite memory was something really sweet of a trip to Chicago some years ago, many years ago. And I made her go to the Oprah studios because I was obsessed with Oprah for many years. And <laughs> I, I remember that. God, you guys, that I was so obsessed that I like made my sister go to her studios. And I was like, hoping that I'd see her out to lunch, like me and my ideas. And my sister was like, yeah, just being with you. And I taught her to Yelp during that trip because I was like, oh, no, honey, we're not going to eat at any restaurant. We're going to eat at a restaurant where we know it's good. This is Yelp. You know, so these memories in your life, it's stupid shit. But it's the kind of shit that you want to feel now, not when they're like wishing they would have told you, you know, when you're gone or vice versa. Like it reminds me how much I love my nieces, how much I love the people I've worked with through the years. You girls, like so many of my college friends did it, which meant the world to me. Sandra from Germany, right? Like Nadia. Yeah. Doing that was like the hardest thing because I'm like, I was I like, know. I couldn't pick one. I, I know. couldn't pick one. I talked about it on mic. No, it was so touching. It was really, really, at least really sweet thing. She sent me a video and I thought, this is weird. Okay. And I, I watched this video. I thought it was really sweet. I guess she didn't get the video in on time. So when she sent me a happy birthday, oh. it was a, a video on a, a standalone. She's like, my favorite memory with you. And I'm like, this is like the coolest video. Thanks. You know, but then I realized later why. Point is, we have too much ugliness <laughs> in the world, too much sadness in the world. Like, let's remember people in life and celebrate them in life and lean into who we are. The three of us have been talking about at the workshop, at the workshop. So we just had a workshop this weekend and we were high on life after that workshop. And if you came to the workshop, some of the topics we talked about was you're going to lose sometimes. You're going to have adversity. You're going to be judged. Like, and you've got to move forward in those tough times. So you're also going to grieve. So we want to add to that list. We're going to grieve. We're going to have deep sadness and sadness needs to be more embraced in our culture. And I do love that about being Latinas. I do love that about being leveled up Latinas. Like when I get to my, when I get together with my mom, who's 80, I know those moments are precious. I know they're so precious. So I've become a better person every time I see her, every time I call her and I'll play music that I know gets her going music that I know makes her want to drink. I know what I'm doing. You guys, I know what I'm doing and I want to get her drunk and I want to get her talking about those times. And lately I've been recording her. I've been recording random conversations. She doesn't know. My mom can barely see. And I've got her um, recording talking about La Vecina. No, te aprovechas de tu yeah, madre. No, te I'm like, she's going to kill me. If, if someone hears this, don't tell her, anybody in the family. And she's like, one is like her mole recipe, but the other one is her gossip about my dad. And then the other one's telling me a story about when she was a kid. And, and that's another way, I think, to embrace life now. Or if someone yeah. you've lost is gone, it may hurt at first. I think it really hurts at first. But... Hopefully those memories that you have, you can get together and you have those videos and those photos and take the photo, share the video. I know in this culture, it's like, to that vergüenza, I'm an overshare. So I, can, I think I have every right to say that and give that advice. But like women don't like the way they look. So they don't take the photo with their kids. Take the photo because mm -hmm. your kids, they're going to want to remember. They don't give a shit that you were wearing the same black sweater for a week. The kids don't notice. <laughs> or those <laughs> pants with the holes in the inner thigh. Come on. <laughs> But yeah, keep the video, keep the photo, record your 80-year-old mom without her knowing. But I think those things really go a long way when you're past the stage of really hurting and then you're to the stage of laughing and, and looking at these memories. I have a friend that lost her brother tragically and his Facebook is like her Facebook. She hasn't deactivated her own Facebook or his because she goes through it and just relives those moments and those memories. And if he was running a marathon or if he was cooking or he was the godfather to her daughter and photos of that. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that those little things mean so much when someone's gone. So all those memories, don't be embarrassed to share or overtake photos or film every moment. If you want to be that obnoxious parent that is filming every moment at the school, you be you boo, soul value at some point, hopefully very, very late down the road anytime soon. So uh, the last two times that I've gone to see my grandmother, I've taken the girls and the first time, um, 
the first time I, ca I, I came home and Luis like, did you take any photos with your with the girls with your gr grandmother? And I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, I didn't, no, no pensé. And I certainly did. Ahora que fui el viernes también, I was, Samantha was like hugging her, and I was like, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm like, que no me ve de pena, que no, Good. you know, porque había más familia allí, pero I'm like, I'm gonna do it because I want to have that. Como dices tú, because it's important, and then you're gonna you're gonna va value that so much later on. Speaking of videos, um, and I think I mentioned this in your tribute video, is we recorded that trip to Brazil, bits and pieces, and New Year's. I want to find it. It's probably somewhere at my mom's house because we, we took or I took a little camera. And you have that stuff, girl. It's gold. I have yeah. it. Well, it's my mom's house somewhere. It's so golden. I can find it's it. golden. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. grieve that, yeah. too. I think at our age, we're all 40 or turning 40. Like you grieve your youth, if that makes any sense. Like you I think a lot of people look backward and they miss those times in the glory days. And I want to say be careful of that because that can get you very depressed if you're not embracing growing older and moving forward because all parts of life are beautiful. So I would love to see those videos, but not to ever feel bad that those times have gone. You know, it's important to let those chapters move yeah. on and, and not want to have your peak again. Some people peak in high school. So that's rather sad. <laughs> <laughs> Is Vettel frozen? Look at her cute. Oh, I don't know. Is that the, her cute Oh my God. She looks like a model. Oh my God. Let me take a oh my God Vettel. Did you take a picture of Vettel? <laughs> freaking adorable so before we go if each of us can maybe just share anything we want to share with anyone that's right now going through it we are being inundated with loss right now and hopefully things are finally getting better especially in california where we are uh but there's been a lot of people on social or as a neighbor a friend a family member that have lost someone to covid recently or have just been hit with grief so if there's any final words for anybody that's going through it anyone you know and maybe that tip or that advice girls can go out for those that are listening i've been personally touched by covid from a peripheral where i'm working with a lot of people or my sorority sisters are losing close family members or neighbors and i'll just say this is not necessarily advice anymore but if there's anyone that feels like they don't have anybody to talk to like i'll listen i won't always have the words but I'd be happy to listen. And uh, if you want to fall apart and you want to be mad at someone because of loss, because we didn't talk about how, you know, grief has a lot of stages and you could be really pissed off right now and mad and I won't judge you. You know, so if I know you, if you know me and you just feel like cursing to the skies and you need someone there to curse with you, if you need someone there to cry with you, if you need someone there to laugh with you because you're feeling like you're getting hit from all sides and you're grieving a job and you're grieving a relationship, you know, I'll listen. So hit me up if you know me personally, because I know that right now, sometimes it feels like we're embarrassed to bring our grief to people, but there's no judgment here. Journaling helps a lot because it makes you put things into perspective. You're thinking about things. And so, I mean, I, it helped me even go, you know, go to sleep that night that I was just thinking, 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 and just writing things out. Y como que me relajo. And it was just like, it was therapy. It was therapy for me. Yo soy una chillona de primera. I'm going to say if you are going through any loss, I'd say feel what you're feeling and, and cry. I mean, me ayuda mucho llorar. Like the crying helps a lot. It's it's draining, but at the end I feel like, ah, oh, I need to let that out of me. And, and you know, it, it, sometimes you you let it out onto paper. Sometimes you let it out, you know, you're able to talk about it. And there's times when you just, your body just doesn't let you do either of those two things. And your body's just like, well, let's, let's, you know, let's go to what we can do best. And the crying part is a, a natural therapy. 
and I'd say feel it, feel your, your, it's okay to feel and cry your heart out. Aunque parezca the next morning that someone punched your lights out because your eyes are swollen. F it. Who cares? Let it out. Let it out. And if tears are the only things that come and no words and nothing else, and just at least let that out. It's good for you. Love that. I love it. So crying is okay. Therapy is a good thing. Sometimes that comes in the form of self-therapy. Write it down and is another way to let it out. Don't let the deepness go darker. Talk to the people in your world. Talk to people you don't even know that you feel comfortable reaching out to. But talk, talk, talk so that you don't go deeper into despair at these moments of grief. And I think the other thing we talked about today is just the collective grief. We're all going through it and sadness is okay right now. And our country is collectively going to heal and continue to mourn because loss has been just a part of our life for the last year for everybody. Everybody's been touched in some way or another. And so ultimately, we just want to say we're sorry to those listening that have been personally touched by grief. We are sorry for all that you've gone through, whether it's a loss of life again, or something that you've had to let go of during COVID that you had and you cherish and now it's gone. And we're here for you girls. Our community is here for you girls. Please turn to us, DM us on Instagram, email us. Our handles on Instagram and Facebook is at Level of Latina. Our emails admin at leveloflatina.com. Definitely turn to us. Listen to other episodes that we've recorded about things that we've gone through, relationship struggles and work struggles. And when you're in those moments of grief, there's got to be someone that you can turn to or voices that you can listen to for some solace. And to Vero, we love you. We're here for you. Cry it out. Come to us if you want to cry it out together. And we're all going to say a little prayer for your cousin today and keep her in our thoughts and keep her son in our thoughts because it was an injustice that she's gone. But we really would like to hope that she's in a much better place and that God has a much bigger purpose for her. And so we're going to end that note on this. Thank you for listening. And uh, this is part of leveling up. So thanks for being here with us today. Hasta Thank luego. You. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you girls. Yes, love you, ladies. Love you, ladies. Love you.